Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Tulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer for this second week of July. A fantastic show for you tonight. A craft beer guest that will be joining me this hour. News and notes to get to and lots of it. But first, how can you follow me? Very simple. On Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram, at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget, iTunes, Google Play, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. Our guest tonight on the Craft Beer Cast, Peter Kulos. He writes for Jersey Bites. They're an online resource of reviews and stories on places to eat, drink, and all sorts of other things to do in the great state of New Jersey. It's been almost, actually, just a little over a year since we've had Peter on the program. Uh, He's a good friend, good friend of the show, and I wanted to catch up with him on a couple of different things. Some of it on beer, but also some of it on Laird's uh, Applejack Whiskey, which was created around the time of the Revolutionary War in New Jersey and why it's so important uh, when it comes to New Jersey. So we'll talk to Peter uh, about 20 minutes from now. We opened up with Fastway, uh, the title track, uh, Trick or Treat, which was actually the name of a horror movie back in the 80s in, uh, 19, in November of 1986. Uh, it was uh, released as a studio album in November of 1986, the month after the film was released in the movie theaters back in October of 1986. And oddly enough, didn't know about this. I like the band Fastway, but um, there's a thing going around on Facebook uh, for those of you who follow me on social media, et cetera, et cetera. And a friend of mine had nominated me. It was the um, the 10 films that inspired them for whatever reason. So um, uh, my friend Kim Feeney, she, uh, she uh, nominated me for one of the days that she was doing it and uh, she, you know, started nominating other people, et cetera, et cetera. And um, one of my other friends, uh, Robin uh, Suter, she decided to pick for her first film uh, this movie Trick or Treat, which she's seen about 200 times. I've actually never seen the movie, but apparently Fastway does the soundtrack on it. And, you know, and she was telling me, you have to see this. I must have watched it 200 times. You know, one of these cheesy, over-the-top uh, horror movies that were out in the 80s that tried to, you know, uh, duplicate the successes of the Halloween franchise, uh, Friday the 13th, and, uh, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, et cetera, et cetera, right? So I had never seen the film before. Unfortunately, Robin posted her first one, her first film that inspired her. She hasn't posted the other nine yet, so she's slacking a little bit. At least I'm trying to keep up uh, every day uh, with the films. But it was interesting that uh, she had picked this particular film, had no idea, and started uh, bouncing around on the soundtrack trying to listen to it. And... um, you know, caught the title track here, so wanted to get that on for you. I don't think we're going to play the rest of the album, uh, you know, at various points during the show uh, today. But you know, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll sprinkle them in in October, since it's obviously 
uh, for Halloween uh, in the month of Halloween. But anyway, let's get to news and notes here uh, on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So uh, AB InBev has received approval to import and distribute some of its international craft beer bans uh, into the United States. So Drinks Business is reporting that the uh, Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau has granted permission for AB InBev to include a number of its non-U.S. beer brands to the American market later this year. Uh, they include beers from Camden Town Brewery in the U.K., uh, Cerveyara, Colorado and Brazil, uh, a Mexican brew, Newland Spring Brewing of South Africa, Archibald Microbrewery of Canada, and um, uh, Bel- Bellevue Bro- uh Brosery of Belgium. So according to the TTB filing, uh, the beers will all be imported in kegs, with the exception of Archibald of Canada Brews will also be packaged in pints. All right, so I'm guessing they're big bottles. Uh, They also plan to pour each of these uh, at Octfest 2018, which is coming um, September 8th and 9th on Governor's Island uh, right here in New York City. It's uh, at Musical Acts, 20 Musical Acts and Beer from over 90 breweries from around the globe. Obviously, a lot of them are going to be AB InBev beers. Now, among the 90 breweries at Octfest 2018, um, Circa from Brooklyn, uh, Bronx from the Bronx, New York. I'm, I'm guessing they're talking about Bronx Brewery. Uh, Blue Point, uh, of course. Also, Elysian Goose Island and Jolly Pumpkin of Michigan. International zo- uh, offerings such as Collective Arts, Beer in 91, uh, Radburger from Germany as well. Two-day and single-day ticket, uh, single day tickets are on sale right now at octfest.co. That's O-C-T-F-E-S-T dot C-O if you want to get tickets for that. And, of course, now you would uh, – obviously you would imagine that AB InBev would have, you know, most of their beers being poured there. Uh, it's not clear if they plan to distribute and sell the beers in the U.S. beyond the brewery-sponsored festival in October, but you have to kind of figure that they're going to do that. If there's good reception – uh, that you know that that some of these beers are liked. You got to figure that AB InBev is going to put them in stores uh, in the very near future. Interesting story, and we got that story from AmericanCraftBeer.com. But an interesting story uh, from Brewbound and uh, Chris Fernari. Uh, as the summer season is getting into its you know into its full swing here, uh, a growing number of drinkers, according to Brewbound, are purchasing hard seltzers. That's according to recent data from the market research company Nielsen. Year-to-date dollar sales of hard seltzer products uh, are, um, let's see, um, uh, total $257 million through June 16th, compared to $85 million during the same period last year and $8.5 million in 2016. Over the last 52 weeks, dollar sales are up more than 200%. That's huge. It is a vibrant, very fast-growing segment uh, that it definitively seems to be hitting the mark. That's according to Danny Bragger, uh, the senior vice president of Nielsen's Bever- Beverage Alcohol Practice. Again, this coming from Brewbound and Chris Fernari. The majority of hard seltzer offerings on the market uh, produced by the beer category's largest players. Uh, Anheuser-Busch, which makes Spike Seltzer. Boston Beer Company makes Truly. Uh, Constellation Brands makes Svedka Spiked Premium Seltzer. Diego produces Smirnoff Spiked uh, Sparkling Seltzer. Uh, White Claws made by the Mark Anthony Group. Miller Coors makes Henry's Hard Sparkling. So it's interesting to note that the it, it, the sales have jumped over two hundred percent from last year to uh, from uh, excuse me from 2016 to twenty seventeen. That it's jumped two hundred percent. And to be honest with you, 
Not surprising. White Claw Truly, Spike Seltzer, the largest hard seltzer brands in the United States, all three growing at triple digits. Collectively, they control about 90% of the hard seltzer market. And, again, I'm not surprised, and I'll tell you why. Uh, my wife, a couple of uh, our friends, they're all drinking spiked seltzer now. They're actually going away from drinking the ciders because those are, you know, a lot of alcohol, not a lot of alcohol content, but a lot of calories, a lot of carbs, a lot of people dieting using the keto diet. Uh, and various other diets where you're cutting out carbohydrates. And obviously when you drink beer or cider, you're getting a lot of carbohydrates in there. The seltzer has very low carbs. Some of them are 5 grams, some are even 2 grams or 1 gram, and they're still giving you that kind of alcohol buzz that you want, and yet you're not getting uh, all the carbs uh, behind it, including the calories. Some of them are like, I think some of the seltzers are like 100 to 130 calories. I've tried a couple of the seltzers. They're actually not that bad. Um, They're kind of tasting, and sure, if you drink... Enough of them, you're going to get inebriated, but a lot of people are being more calorie and carb conscious now. So it's not surprising that we've seen this increase in spiked seltzers and how the sales have gone up. So it's very impressive. So, uh, you know, by no means do I think we're seeing a a shift in craft beer sales because obviously there are always going to be people that are going to be drinking craft beer. But the spiked seltzer, very interesting. Definitely something uh, to look into as we go on. And maybe we'll have Chris back on uh, towards the end of the summer. And we will touch on this article because it's a really, really great article on Brewbound uh, from Chris Vernari. Uh, Funky Buddha, some news from Funky Buddha. They are accepting new members to the Funky Buddha Imperial Club. Now, you've got to be a resident, obviously, uh, of South Florida. Space is extremely limited. Uh, you get the following benefits of the Snifter Club, uh, including uh, the following $50 value. So you get, if you are in the Imperial Club, you get a custom 18-ounce etched gold rim Snifter kept at the bar. Um, the please note, they say that the glass etching will be completely based on the case and spelling provided. Uh, you get an extended happy hour at the brewery tasting room from 3 to 8 p.m. Two-ounce larger draft beer pours that's, that excludes special event days and guest drafts, and you get 10% off of Funky Buddha branded merchandise. The additional benefits, which is $100 value, annual members party with open bar and food to be held on April 20th of next year from 12 to 3.30. You get a Funky Buddha Brewery Imperial T-shirt, uh, an Imperial Club keychain with membership number, Early and in some cases exclusive access to meetups and events. Fees may apply. Pre-sale access and two-week storage on all Funky Buddha 22-ounce bottle releases. Now, if you sign up for just the Snifter Club, you get, for an annual fee of $50, you get a custom 18-ounce etched Snifter and keychain. You get a T-shirt of your choice in the tap room. Extended happy hour at the brewery tasting room from 3 to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. Two-ounce larger draft beer pours which excludes special event days and guest drafts and 10% off of Funky Buddha branded merchandise. So, if you're, uh, you know, if you live in South Florida and you like Funky Buddha's beers, maybe this is the way to go. And one other thing they're doing, an ice cream, uh, an ice cream and beer pairing on July 19th. They've teamed up with local legends at Wilton Creamery for their first ice cream and beer pairing on Thursday, July 19th at 7.30. Carefully curated menu includes five small batch ice cream selections matched with five unique beers. Uh, Tickets to the tasting are $20. Space is limited. This is the pairing menu. It's a rum barrel-aged tiramisu with strong coffee. Coffee sweet ice cream that is similar to lightly sweetened Cuban coffee. Key lime pie tart ale with uh, mendeco. Uh, It's a Cuban vanilla custard with a finish of cinnamon and nutmeg. Rum barrel aged uh, batida with coconut sweet cream with chunks of fresh coconut and coconut cream. Rum barrel aged pina colada with monkey business. That's a banana buttermilk ice cream with pralined pecans and uh, dulce de leche swirl. And then finally Mexican coffee. An ice cream float with sweet cinnamon, Mexican and Ceylon cinnamon 
blended with sweet cream and brown sugar. Very cool. I, we've seen more places doing this with sweets and beer. Uh, this is pretty cool. Ice cream and beer. So I'm wondering if some other people will see this and maybe uh, jump on that. So if you're in the fun- if you're in the area of Funky Buddha and you want to check that out, that's coming up Thursday, July 19th. That sounds really cool. When we come back after a short break, more news and notes. Folks, we're just getting started on this program that focuses on that delicious beverage, and you know what it's made from, barley and hops. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Hi, Phil Van Horn here from Blue Rock Energy. At Blue Rock, better rates are just one part of tailoring an energy strategy to your business needs. In addition to finding the right rate structures for electric, gas, and renewable energy sources, we explore things like LED lighting, energy management systems, and HVAC improvements, so you can conserve energy in a way that's unique to your business. Visit BlueRockEnergy.com today to learn how to get a free on-site assessment. By now, you know the best pizza around is Danino's. It's that simple. Delicious, thin-crust pizza made the same way today as it was over 60 years ago. There's all fresh ingredients all the time. Whether it's Danino's classic cheese pie or one of Danino's many specialty pies, you can't go wrong. I have been eating at Danino's for years, born and raised in Staten Island, but, boy, they have places in New Jersey now as well. Uh, For those times you're in the mood for something different, get one of Danino's many specialty pies. You can't go wrong. They have a full offering of delicious, freshly made heroes and platters, from the sausage and broccoli rob to the customer favorite, the 60-40 hero, which is a meatball and sausage combo, or the old standard sausage, pepper, and onion. I can smell the sausage cooking with those sweet peppers now. It's so good. Danino's has been a landmark on Staten Island since 1937. Plus, they've been bringing great thin crust pizza to New Jersey for many years now, with locations in both Aberdeen and on the Jersey Shore at Brick. And most recently, they brought that special and consistent taste of Danino's to Manhattan's Greenwich Village, Visit Danino's website for all locations and watch for the new opening in Manahawk and right near Long Beach Island towards the end of the summer. That's Danino's.com, D-E-N-I-N-O-S.com. Get ready for the best pizza experience of your life, Danino's. The skills you can develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you an edge in the high-tech job market of tomorrow. The Guard offers career training to take advantage of your skills in science, technology, engineering, and math that can help give you a leg up to a high-paying and rewarding STEM profession. Gain practical experience with emerging technology and equipment not found in the civilian world. The Army National Guard can get you started in an array of STEM-related career fields such as information technology, communication systems, special forces engineers, technical engineering, air traffic control, and chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear science. Get a head start on your career in an exciting new field while earning money to pay for college, all while serving in your own community. Log on to NationalGuard.com or talk to a recruiter in your area to learn about all of the STEM career opportunities available to you in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the New Jersey Army National Guard. Aired by the New Jersey Broadcasters Association and this station. Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM 970. TheAnswer.com. Welcome to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, follow me on social media. Very easy on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A T T, 
U-double-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast. Email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. And don't forget, iTunes and Google Play, just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. A little mean streak from Y&T, getting back to that 80s metal. God, I love this stuff. I'll tell you, it's funny. Uh, a friend of mine on Facebook uh, the other day was talking about she's uh, preparing to run uh, a 5K, and she needed uh, some inspiration. I guess her uh, her training and stuff, I guess, wasn't going the way she wanted it. And she was, you know, any ideas of how to do, you know, to, to spark her workout? And I just told her, I said, 80s hair metal, man. 80s hair metal, something heavy, hard. There's some good new stuff out there. Stone Sour uh, comes to mind, but... Boy, you put on that hard driving guitar uh, type of rock, big drum beat. I'll tell you, that will motivate you to work out. Believe me, it helps with my walking. Uh, I gotta have something fast and moving. Sometimes I'll listen to a podcast or two uh, of somebody, but I really gotta be in the mood to do that. I need something moving to keep me uh, to keep me on track. And definitely, '80s hair metal uh, will do the trick. My guest tonight on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy, the answer. Peter Kulos, he writes for Jersey Bites. They are an online resource of reviews and stories on places to eat, drink, and all sorts of other things to do in the great state of New Jersey. We had an excellent conversation earlier this week uh, about a, a tour that uh, takes place down in the southern part of New Jersey that involves beer and surfing and oysters and all kinds of stuff. Uh, talk about the state of affairs in New Jersey when it comes to beer uh, and lots of other stuff, too, and he gives a good plug uh, for his uh, favorite brewery, which is right in his town of Point Pleasant, uh, Last Wave Brewing. We'll get to that about 10 minutes from now. But a lot of other news to get to. The big one, uh, Anheuser-Busch, uh, it's coming from uh, Chris Fernari at Brewbound, they have split their high-end craft and import division into two separate business units. Uh, they are creating a standalone craft beer division that will be led by Felipe Spiegel, uh, whose title will change to President of Craft. And so moving forward, the 12 brands that comprise their craft business unit include Ten Barrel Brewing, Blue Point, Breckenridge, Devil's Backbone, Elysian, Four Peaks Brewing, Golden Road, Goose Island, Carbach, uh, Vesa Sur Brewing, Virtual Cider, and Wicked Weed Brewing, and then they are going to spin off their import division, uh, the remaining high-end brands, Stella, Artois, uh, Hogarden, Estrella, Jalisco, uh, Franzenkainer, uh, Bex, and Shock Top will now fall to AB's core sales and marketing teams. Those brands will be overseen by Brendan Whitworth, AB's uh, vice president of sales, and also their vice president of marketing as well. Uh, let's see. Additionally, a pair of newly created dedicated sales and marketing teams will work to push AB's Beyond Beer offerings. That includes non-alcoholic energy drink Highball, which it acquired last year, and flavored malt beverage offerings like spiked seltzer in the marketplace. So this is very interesting. Uh, as part of the changes, fewer than 10 employees uh, were laid off, according to a spokesperson who confirmed that uh, to Brewbound. And Adam Warrington, who had been leading communications for the high end, has been named the vice president of AB's Better World Strategy, where he will oversee the company's broader sustainability and alcohol responsibility initiatives. Uh, so this is this is interesting. Um, Ten months ago, though, AB had re- reorganized its sales organization, laid off as many as 350 employees. Now, uh, most of them in their sales division. Now, you've got 10 more that have been laid off, and now they've split up their craft and import brands uh, into two different directions and are creating another... Um, I guess, beyond beer offerings, which include spiked seltzer. And we talked about in the last segment about how spiked seltzer and these these flavored drinks 
that uh, Boston Beer puts out, AB InBev, Miller Coors, how sales have jumped dramatically. Spiked Seltzer is, uh, you know, uh, the, the my wife and uh, friends, they love that stuff. It is, to them, it's great stuff. I'm not the biggest fan of it, but I understand why it's in the marketplace, and I understand why it has such a success, because obviously it's low carbs, low calories. Um, people are, you know, more apt to drink something like that than they are to drink uh, a craft beer. But it's interesting that they've spun their two divisions off here, and let's see what happens. Does this mean that AB InBev are going to go after more craft brewers? I don't know. We shall see. But it's interesting to see what happens here uh, with these two divisions. Um, will it mean changes again? I, I don't know. Listen, I know that there are people that listen to the show that don't want to support big beer. I get it. I understand the argument completely. Uh, but there are beers within that brand with that AB sells that I enjoy. There are beers that Constellation sells that are in that craft beer category that I enjoy. And again, can we call it craft beer? I don't know if you can call it craft beer if it's big beer. Uh, that's that's an argument for another day. It's uh, to me, it's semantics, uh, really. Um, I do enjoy local beers. There are a lot of good breweries out there that are putting out great local fresh beer. In the same token, there are, there are a, a number of different breweries that are putting out bad beer. So if I have the choice between drinking a bad local craft beer or something from corporate America or in this case, you know, a worldwide organization, I may have to take the worldwide organization as opposed to drinking uh, the bad craft beer. Again, or maybe I have myself a mojito or I have myself a martini instead of drinking a beer. But if I'm in the mood for a beer, I I want something that tastes good. I may have to drink a Sam Adams or a Blue Point or a Devil's Backbone if it's there, if if I decide that the local products that are being offered are not that good. That's my choice. Your choice may be to support local beer. Good for you. I'm glad that you do that. But I think there's room in the swimming pool for everybody, don't you think? Had to throw in that summertime reference there. It is July, ladies and gentlemen. Now, our good friends at Heavy Seas Beer, they are releasing an exclusive release. It is a small batch brew house, Raspberry Sour. That's going to take place Friday, July 20th from 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. It's a Belgian-style ale. Uh, It is uh, a tart Dry wine-like made with over 600 pounds of whole raspberries and a lactic fermentation. It's a 5.75% ABV, and it is the first-ever taproom exclusive release of a small-batch brew house. So it's a raspberry sour coming out from Heavy Seas Beer, only available in the taproom for now. Go over to Facebook, check out the Heavy Seas page uh, for more details on that. Constellation uh, Brands has acquired Four Corners Brewing, uh, so they are going to be, uh, they uh, picked up a Texas-based brewery. That's going to join flagship brands like Local Buzz, Honey Rye Golden Ale, and El Chingon IPA. Those flagship brands will join Constellation's craft and specialty beer group. Uh, so they're going to be joining, um, uh, oh, God, Ballast Point and a number of their other brands uh, that they have picked up. Uh, the uh, Four Corners teams of employees will work together with Constellation Brands along with its co-founders to run the day-to-day operations, terms of the transaction, were not disclosed. And then finally in our news and notes segment here, a flagship brewery out of Staten Island. Uh, they are now a New York State Farm Brewery license holder. They've committed to using New York State-grown malt and hops in a percentage of, our, of their production each year. So along with this license, not only will they be brewing uh, beer using New York State ingredients, they can also feature wine and spirits that are made in New York as well. So they are, starting this weekend, 
Uh, they are serving Bridge Lane wine in their tap room. So you're not only are you going to be able to get beer, but you'll be able, to be able to get wine. And if there are spirits that are made in New York State, they will be able to sell them as well. This is produced by Lib Cellars, a small farm winery on the North Fork of Long Island. Bridge Lane, named after the farm road adjacent to one of Lib's vi- uh, vineyards. It is Lib's, uh, Lib's second label. And the grapes from Bridge Lane Wines are grown sustainably on Lieb's estate vineyard and sourced from some of the best vineyard sites in New York State. Now, New Jersey politicians, if you are listening, New Jersey brewers, if you are listening, here is a perfect example. Here is how New York is doing it better than New Jersey. So you have a brewery in New York, Staten Island. They have a New York State farm brewery license. Some of their ingredients are coming from farms upstate, and they're using those ingredients in their beer. So the license allows them to be able to serve New York wine and New York spirits in their tap room. I understand the dynamics that it's different in New Jersey as opposed to New York when you hold a liquor license. In New Jersey, a liquor license is an investment. You can sell it for hundreds of thousands of dollars when you sell your restaurant. I get it that it's different here. But here's a way where everybody can kind of work together. Promoting Jersey wines, Jersey spirits, Jersey beer in one place. Everybody wins. Everybody. This is why New York is doing it better and New Jersey is having its issues. With all the problems with tap rooms that you have to have limited hours, you have to take a tour, no pets. Now you can't have um, uh, trivia. You can't have a musician playing to make money. All of these different things work hand in hand with one another to enhance the area. If I like the beer and there's food down the block, I'm going to be more apt to go and buy the food down the block if the food is tasty and drink the local beer. And now I'm supporting two local businesses and not just one. I understand that restaurant owners are annoyed with this because they pay money, big money, for their, for their liquor license. But if I'm buying food from your restaurant, I decide not to buy a drink from your restaurant, but I want to buy it from the local brewery. How is that a bad thing? You're still making money. This is a no-brainer. It's why New York is doing it better than New Jersey. It's why New Jersey needs to up its game. This is a way to bring revenue in that helps not only the brewery, but the restaurant, but the local artist that wants to play an instrument, that the trivia game wants to come in and do trivia and and make money there, too, because you're going to buy a couple more beers to support the local product, and the trivia guy makes money, too. And, oh, by the way, I'm hungry. Let me get a pizza down the street. I don't get why New Jersey continues to take one step forward and four steps back. It's ridiculous. Kudos to Flagship Brewery, Jay Sykes, and the gang over there. Good for you guys. The best of luck, and I hope everybody goes out and supports Flagship Brewery. That's awesome. Now you're going to be able to get wine in there as well as beer and eventually some New York-based spirits as well. When we come back after a short break, Peter Kulos, he writes for Jersey Bites. He's going to join me on the program. That happens next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's mostly clear. 88 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. New York State Department of Health is now officially backing the legalization of marijuana. Noam Layden has the story. The state health department handed Governor Cuomo a 74-page report that comes to the conclusion that the positive effects of pot outweigh the potential negative ones. Cuomo, who in the past called marijuana a gateway drug, says he may be more open to legalization now. The report basically recommends uh, legalization for the state. You have more control. Yeah, the health department report laid out more than a dozen reasons why the state should legalize the drug, while at the same time finding New York could generate close to $678 million a year in tax revenue. Noam Layden, 
NBC News Radio, New York. Union City, New Jersey neighbors rallying around two families that lost children in a vicious fire Friday morning. Three young children, two-year-old Jason Gonzalez, his seven-year-old brother Christian, and their cousin, five-year-old Malin Wood, were trapped by flames and smoke in their home as neighbors and firefighters tried to rescue them. A dozen firefighters were injured battling the blaze. They were taken to local hospitals for smoke inhalation and heat exhaustion. In sports, the Mets defeated Washington 7-4, to and the Yankees are leading Cleveland 3-1 in the second. Time to check the traffic now on the George Washington Bridge. Delays of up to five minutes for the inbound upper level and 10 to 15 for the lower deck. Lincoln Tunnel at five minutes into the city. The Holland Tunnel with a five to 10 minute inbound delay. No trouble outbound. We've had delays on the Brooklyn Bridge tonight with a crash causing at least a five to 10 minute delay getting across the span. We understand that crash just cleared. Now a crash on the West Side Highway northbound at 42nd Street, heavy from the 30s. You now know how not to go. Weather tonight, cloudy chance of a shower or thunderstorm, low 75. Sunday, partly sunny chance of a shower or thunder shower, high of 90. I'm Dave Banning, AM 970, The Answer. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Veggies in a Capsule. I've got uh, enclosing spondylitis, which is a arthritic disease, calcification of the major joints in the spine, and I just don't have the pain that I used to have. It's really kind of uh, amazing. Balance of Nature has been an amazing product. Uh, I've recommended it to literally hundreds. I'm a pastor, and I've said, y'all, just try it. Give it, give it a month. Give it a try. And so hopefully they have. But uh, it's, it's an amazing product. And uh, the neatest thing is when you first open up that bottle and you can smell the fruits and vegetables. I, every time I open one, I just get a big kick out of that. When you call, use discount code THEANSWER. And we'll take 35% off your first preferred set of fruits and veggies and have them shipped to you free. Call 800-246-8751. That's 1-800-246-8751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com and use discount code THEANSWER. Studies show if you sleep next to someone who snores, you could be losing an hour of sleep every night. I'm Trina Webster, and I don't have that problem anymore. I'm Dan Webster. We're the founders of Z-Quiet. We know how snoring can turn your sweet dreams into a nightmare of shoving, poking, and morning frustration. Not to mention those dreaded trips to the couch in the middle of the night. Snoring was a real problem for us. I tried everything, even surgery, but nothing worked. That's when we developed an amazing solution called Z-Quiet. Z-Quiet is easy to use and works immediately so you can sleep comfortably without making a sound. Just pop it in before you sleep and kick snoring out of bed forever. Millions of people are sleeping better every night thanks to Z-Quiet. So if better sleep is one of your goals, go to GetZQuiet.com. Z-Quiet fits both men and women. Try it risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. Text SLEEP to 246810 or go to getzquiet.com text sleep to 246810 or go to getzquiet.com am 97 the answer Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com 
slash agcraftbeercast via email at albertgnycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast, and you can download and listen to all of the craft beer casts from one of those two platforms. My next guest on the cast, I uh, met him uh, back in May of last year, and actually it was it's about one year to the to the day that we've had him on the show. We were at uh, an event in Morristown, New Jersey, uh, the Beer, Bacon, and Barbecue Showdown, uh, where he and his wife Deborah and uh, a couple of other people, we were judges at this event, and, you know, essentially we just, you know, ate food and drank beer for a couple of hours, and uh, somehow we managed to pick out uh, the winners of this event. And believe me, folks, it is very tough when you have over 20 breweries handing you beer every, you know, two or three minutes to kind of consume that and then consume food at the same time. So, uh, But it's a lot of fun. We've had a great time doing it, uh, and we're going to get together and doing it next year. But, of course, um, he uh, uh, writes for Jersey Bites. You can check out his pieces at jerseybites.com. Uh, writes all about beer and happenings that are going on uh, down the Jersey Shore and elsewhere in New Jersey as well. But let me welcome back to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer, Peter Kulos. Peter, good evening. How are you, my friend? What is going on? <laughs> it's good to be here. Uh, yeah, uh, there's what's going on. There's tons of stuff going on. Um, as you know, the Jersey beer scene is is really picking up speed. I mean, 100 breweries now. Uh, it's kind of crazy. It is. It is. And we're going to get into all the New Jersey beers in just a couple of minutes. But you are a big fan of Laird's Applejack Whiskey, and you recently wrote a piece on JerseyBites.com about it. Why is Laird's Applejack so important to the state of New Jersey? Well, <laughs> It's not just the state of New Jersey. Um, it's also the entire country. Uh, it, it is. It is. It's older than the country itself. Um, Laird's have been making Applejack in Monmouth County, New Jersey, going back to the late 16, early 1700s. So, um, and in fact, George Washington was actually given the uh, the recipe to their Applejack. Is that so, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's. Uh, it's quite the tradition. I think they're working on they're on their ninth generation, going on tenth. So, um, yeah, it's quite a tradition. That is pretty cool. And so, uh, and around Independence Day, obviously, it, it takes on a a bigger distinction, right? Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, it, it was it was a colonial troop ration um, for a while while the troops were stationed in New Jersey. Um, and um, I mean, it doesn't get much more patriotic than that, you know. Oh. It's, it's a it's a it's a great tradition. That's true, and the fact that they're going on to their tenth, the tenth generation uh, of a whiskey being distilled here in this country—that is pretty cool. And even uh, as you said, predating the country. Now, I, I know you're a big fan of Last Wave Brewing down in Point Pleasant. I have not been there yet, but any other breweries down the Jersey Shore that you've been enjoying so far this summer? Well, yeah, Last Wave is literally down the street for me, so um, I really need to give those guys a plug. They're um, they're doing great things. It's a small storefront brewery with a with a great beach vibe. Uh, the owners are both surfers, um, and they make a wide range of beers for a small little place. Right. Um, they, they do great IPAs. They, they have a Saison that's out now that's really good. See, um, definitely worth a stop. See, my thing with Last Wave, and I, I love the name. I love the fact that they're down in Point Pleasant. Their hours on the weekend, they close early because, obviously, you know, it's a short town. You've got all these different bars and stuff, and I guess they don't want to compete uh, with other places, and maybe the town has put some restrictions on them not to open later. Like the local brewery by me, uh, Wet Ticket, they stay open. Uh, not, I mean, I don't want to say it's late, but, you know, they stay open 9, 10 o'clock on a Friday and Saturday night. They close on a Saturday at like 6 o'clock, so it's difficult trying to navigate short traffic to get down there, but I have to absolutely make a stop there uh, one of these days. But what other breweries have you been, have you been uh, tasting down on the Jersey Shore? 
Well, going a little bit further south, I was just on the, um, it's uh, sponsored by the Southern Ocean County Chamber of Commerce, Mm -hmm. the Surf and Sip Brew Trail, which is a combination of, well, there's three breweries on the trail, but there's also some cultural stuff, some Mm -hmm. restaurants, a great surf shop. So it's, it's a really kind of a blend of the beer scene and the surf scene, which I had no idea how, how, you know, vibrant the surf culture is in new jersey oh yeah um, i mean you're talking long beach island that's that's surf central right there it, it really is um so and the three the three breweries on that tour are um are manifurkin mm-hmm. which uh which was great i mean they've got like 20 beers on tap so they are brewing their butts off and uh I know, and it's a lot of good stuff and actually you know mentioning laird's applejack they have a, a barrel aged imperial stout aged in laird's barrels which oh. was amazing wow that's cool so i mean really keeping it in jersey when you're talking about creating a beer that's awesome yeah yeah i can't believe that they're the first ones to do that um the other ones on there are uh are pinelands brewing okay which um uh has doubled in size since i was there when they first opened right uh, actually more than doubled in size but more than doubled in capacity um and they're doing some great stuff they had an interesting blend of beers it was a, a coconut cream ale and their evan john porter that was um, was not as gimmicky as it might sound. It was definitely a nice beer. Oh, all right, that's interesting. And, and then, uh, go ahead. Oh, there's one more ship bottom. Ship bottom, I've had. They make great yeah. beer. They make yeah, they, really good beer. I had them a couple times in Atlantic City uh, at the uh, at the Brew Fest, and they make a bacon one that is really good. And uh, they're really, I mean, obviously they're right in Ship Bottom. There, they have a, a nice little location, so. That's a great brewery. We're talking with Peter Kulos from Jersey Bites. Check out his pieces at jerseybites.com here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And you mentioned this southern New Jersey surf and sip brew trail, but listener, the people listening right now, they can also get involved in this. Is that right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you go, actually, you can just, if you just do a Google search on that, um, surf and sip brew trail, there's a website uh, that uh, the chamber sponsors, and you can download an app your phone or if you prefer analog you can pick up a map map at any one of the locations a map a map what's that the millennials don't know about maps right yeah (laughs) yeah i guess that's that's for the older folks i guess (laughs) yeah so you you get checked in or stamped at each location and then once you complete it which you don't have to do in a day which you probably shouldn't do in a day there's three breweries on there uh, unless Unless you're ubering (laughs) yeah unless you're ubering yeah um so yeah, so then you can you get a uh, I guess they send you a, a free cruise and you get entered to win like a a gift card package for all the places that are on the tour. So it's it's a pretty cool scene. It's you know it takes you through Tucket and Seaport, which I hadn't been to before, mm-hmm. and um, you know there's you know lots of arts and crafts and great food and oysters and beer. So yeah, <laughs> can't beat that. Listen, it's amazing to me how we, you and I, Peter, we live in a state in New Jersey that has so many great things in the state. You can go hiking on trails. There's the beaches and surfing. There's beers. There's whiskey. There's apple picking and blueberry picking. There's so many different things, and you can't believe that it's all, you know, happens to be in one state. I mean, we talk about, you know, people talk about how New York has, you know, the city life, and then you go upstate and et cetera, et cetera. New Jersey has the same thing, and only within a couple of hours' drive of one another. That's really the cool thing about the Garden State, and I think that is uh, really underserved uh, about the state that we live in. you agree? Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I, and I had my eyes open when uh, a part of the tour was to go to the 40 North Oyster Farm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and you know eating oysters you know on the beach where they're growing and and it's you know who would think that new jersey would you know would have delicious oysters i mean you think that's not a local crop but it is right right exactly exactly we're talking with peter Kulos from jersey bites you can check out his pieces at jerseybites.com or here on the algatulo craft beer cast on am 970 the answer so we, we, you know, since we last spoke, Peter, a year ago, we've seen another expansion of breweries in New Jersey. Now we're over a hundred uh, more are being built every day. There's at least I could rattle off in my head six of them that are probably going to open at some point uh, this year or early next. But we've seen a lot of changes as well in terms of laws and 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 regulations, and we're seeing new stuff from the ABC uh, in New Jersey that are just prohibiting a lot of breweries. That, I think most recently now, uh, breweries can't have musical acts or trivia anymore and you know all these different things can't have pets and they're trying to pass different laws what in your opinion what do you think is the biggest change that you've seen in the past 12 months uh, well i think you just i think you hit the nail on the head there um that's that's kind of a that's a negative change mm-hmm. um because the tap room scene has really really taken off um it's a it's a viable you know it's it's a viable business option for a small brewery to sell right out of you know to sell it right off the you know right out of the tanks right um, without a middleman so that those are um, those are those are going to hamper that that tap room scene a little bit um, I don't think it should be such a drastic measure I do think some of them need to rein it in a little bit because like we like we mentioned before you don't want to you know have competition with your local restaurants right, right. so um, you know the limited tap room hours and stuff like that but. Uh, yeah, so there, I've been to I've been to a couple breweries that that kind of treat, you know, their tap room as a as a regular bar, and I, and I think that is you know treading some very, you know, treacherous waters. Yeah, some dangerous ground uh, for sure. But you know, you would like to just see all of these people getting along. If you like the beer and there's a restaurant that that has the potential to serve that beer, it's a win win for the brewery and the restaurant. If you're going to go in there and eat the meal and and buy the beer. From the local brewery down the street, it seems uh, short-sighted to me. Uh, some of these different regulations. Finally, Peter, uh, got about thirty seconds. What's uh, what's your next story that's going to be coming up on uh, JerseyBites.com? Uh, well, we are actually we are going to cover a little bit about my experience on the uh, the Serpent Sip Brew Tour, and you know I'll be talking about uh, those some South Jersey those three that we mentioned and some right. other breweries that are in that South Jersey area. Very cool. My guest has been Peter Kulos from Jersey Bites. You can check out his pieces, jerseybites.com. It's a great, great website, not only about beer in New Jersey, but food and, and things to do and travel, et cetera, et cetera, all across the Garden State. It's awesome, jerseybites.com. Peter, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Very much appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks. You got it. When we come back, it's time for Suds and Duds, after, all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM 970. com.
segment of the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to every show. I know I kind of threw you a curveball there with the music with a little Lady Gaga, and you might say to yourself, Al, really? You're into metal? Rock and roll, all these different types of things. But Lady Gaga, huh? I'll tell you why I like Lady Gaga. This is a woman who has an incredible amount of talent. This is from her first uh, album, The Fame Monster. That's called uh, Eh, Eh, Nothing Else uh, I Can Say. But Lady Gaga is, to to me, a a significant talent in the music business. She can write her own songs. She, uh, you know, obviously she sings, plays instruments. She is multifaceted, Lady Gaga. I find her an incredible talent. Her first album was great. I loved The Fame Monster, her second album. Every song on that on that uh, eight-track um, uh, album is phenomenal. And I don't mean eight-tracks that you used to put in the cars. Millennials, look up what an eight-track is, you'll know. Or you'll figure it out. But anyway... Um, I just enjoy her. Her third one, I, I wasn't super crazy about, and then after that, I really didn't uh, get anything else from Lady Gaga, to be honest with you. I don't even know if she came out with another album. She probably did. But I've never seen her live. I've heard great things about her, her live performances. She is just an amazing talent. Anytime one of her songs comes on, I turn the radio up and sing it. And let's admit it, some of you do too. Let's be fair. Anyway, let's move on here. It's our Suds and Duds segment. It's the final segment of the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And that's where I tell you about all the various beers that I've had over the past week or so. And I let you know whether or not I like them, which would be a Suds, or if I didn't like them, and that would be a Dud. Remember, folks, music is a part of this program. You know, when you're drinking beer or you're enjoying an adult beverage, it's usually around people. You're usually in a bar setting, a restaurant, maybe you're in a backyard barbecue or at somebody's house for dinner, and there's usually conversation going on, and a lot of times there's music going on. So music does play a big part uh, of the beer cast. It's important. At least I think so. You might not think so, but I think so. So the good folks from Sam Adams had sent me um, a couple of their uh, summer offerings, had a chance to crack one of them, their Golden Ale um, by Sam Adams. Super easy drinking, uh, a little, uh, little bit like a Pilsner. Uh, refreshing, kind of a palate cleanser. I actually enjoyed this one. This is a, a good one. I like that that Sam Adams does some different types of beers. You know, they stick to their Boston Lager. It's their biggest seller, and I get that. I understand it. Um, they were late to the IPA game, but they have come up with some uh, pretty decent IPAs. I don't know if I'm crazy about the New England IPA. It's good. I don't think it's super juicy. Uh, I think a New England IPA really should be, uh, if you're going to call it a New England IPA, it should be really juicy and flavorful. Uh, I don't know. I think maybe they missed the mark on that. But they have, when they do their one-off type of things, um, they really do a nice job with it. Um, I have to say, again, they relate to the IPA game, but uh, they are really picking up steam uh, with many of their uh, different offerings. Had a Luponic Distortion of Revolution number 10. We've talked about this beer before. This is the latest in the series from Firestone Walker. Uh, it's so good. Mango, peach, grapefruit. There's so many great tropical flavors in this. It is delicious. If you get a chance to see it and you see it in stores, pick up a six-pack. Uh, you will definitely not disappoint it. Firestone Walker does not make a bad beer. And then I had a, a carton, uh, Whitwell. This is one of those that I missed uh, when it came out. Ended up picking up a can over at uh, Joe Canal's uh, in Woodbridge. Just enough hop. Tasty, not overpowering, clean. Just a slight, slight bite on this one, but you really get the... Uh, 
the the wit flavor, you know, that that kind of um, that that wheat flavor uh, in the beer. Uh, this was uh, delicious from uh, Carton. Then they had a uh, oh, this was great. So I finally got a chance to get over to Cypress Brewing down in Edison. They're only you know fifteen minutes from my house. They had their third anniversary party uh, last weekend, and uh, it was great to see Charlie Backman, uh, the owner of Cypress. Uh, really nice setup. It's in an industrial park. It's kind of, um, if you know where Middlesex uh, Community College is, it's behind the college. So you, you kind of go down almost, it's almost like a dead-end road, and then uh, you turn off. There's a bunch of industrial buildings, and Cypress is on the left-hand side. It was great. They had music. They had uh, a couple of local restaurants uh, with food that you could purchase, and then they had uh, various beers uh, in kegs uh, to try and sample. Uh, you can go into the tasting room, and the tasting room, i got to give Charles credit. The tasting room is very deceptive. When he shows it in pictures, it looks like it's this big, enormous room. It's not. It's small. It's a tight room. they got a great little jukebox in there, too. But kudos to Charles because he creates the illusion of it being a much bigger room than it actually is. So I have to say I'm very impressed with that. Um, But it was a really nice turnout. Got a chance to talk to Charles. In fact, he sold me on one of his beers, Ossified. It's an interesting story Charles tells about his, uh, his stouts and his uh, big, boozy beers. They don't do a lot of promotion on them. They're kind of silent releases. And this way, he's got enough in stock at the brewery that you can come in, you see it, and you buy it. So I ended up trying his Ossified, which is an Irish cream stout. It's fantastic. I ended up buying a bottle of that, and then I bought two bottles of his um, Imperial Oatmeal Stout, one of which I gave to my neighbor. So good stuff. But they released two beers that day. One of them was the Peach Pit um, by Cypress. A lot of peach exploding in your mouth on this one. I mean, really, he, he said he, he dumped tons of peaches into this beer. In fact, he said it was too sweet even for him to drink. And I kind of agree with him on this one. It's a very, very strong beer. Over 10%. Definitely sneaks up on you. I think it was closer to 12% if I'm not mistaken. Um, I had a taste. And boy, I'll tell you, uh, I, I ended up not buying a four-pack of this. This is definitely one of those where... I would have to drink one and then save the other three for a while or drink it with a group of friends where each of us had our own can and kind of uh, milked it along. It is a very strong beer. It's delicious, and if you're into that type of stuff, uh, I would definitely encourage you to get it. They were selling cans like crazy uh, last Saturday, so definitely something that you want to pick up if you're into that peach flavor. Uh, The other offering was the Cecilia. Uh, This is a great-tasting double IPA. Uh, Juicy, hoppy, little pine on the back end. Ended up picking up a four-pack of this. Fantastic. Just a great beer. It was a great time to talk with Charlie, uh, and we're going to have him back on the show in a couple of weeks uh, to talk about, obviously, three years being in business in Edison, New Jersey, how the community has embraced him there, and and all the things that he is doing uh, for the community uh, in Edison. He's doing a great job. So, Charlie, thank you for the hospitality. It was a great time uh, over there. Then I uh, had a chance to get down to uh, David Burke's restaurant, if you listen to the Joe Piscopo show uh, during the week. Uh, Saturday, Last Saturday night, my wife and I took a, a ride down to the Drift House in Seabright, uh, had a great meal down there. David was not on uh, at the time. His brother Robert is the executive chef uh, at the Drift House. But they do have some very good craft beer there. And uh, had a Flying Fish Extra Pale Ale, nice and crisp. And as I wrote uh, on Untapped, it goes great with candied bacon. And certainly it was a, uh, it was a tasty addition uh, to the bacon. Flying Fish is making some pretty good beer uh, in New Jersey. This was a good one, the Extra Pale Ale. Just enough bite. Would have liked to have seen a few more IPAs. Uh, on the menu, but uh, maybe I'll have to talk to Chef about that. Uh, had a uh, Devil's Reach by Cape May. This is great. A great Belgian-style uh, beer. Fruity, smooth, delicious, and strong as well. My wife enjoyed this. We actually split the can 
uh, because she enjoyed the taste of it. She likes uh, her Belgian beer, so uh, I only had one can of it, so uh, we enjoyed that um, uh, from Cape May. So good stuff from them. They just celebrated, uh, what was it, I think it's six years, I think, as a brewery, seven years as a brewery, so kudos to Cape May as well. Uh, the good folks at Paragon Tap and Table, you know, you, you don't think of stouts in the summertime, but th- Paragon does, and I love what Ernie uh, did the other night at uh, at Paragon. They did a stout night where they broke out these rare, high-alcohol, uh, very boozy uh, stouts. So ended up with a flight uh, to start, had a, uh, a Chazoo by Gigantic Brewing. Uh, lots of milk flavor in this, sweet, creamy, not really strong, tasty, slight coffee flavor in this, but very milky, a very, um, um, very milky feel. Uh, to this uh, particular stout, and was not on nitro either, but very, very smooth. If you like something light to start off with, this is definitely one to go with. Uh, They had two Speedway stouts on tap, which I'm a big fan of this brewery out in San Diego. Uh, Had the Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee. Uh, Hard to believe that this was a 12% stout, to be honest with you folks. Super smooth. The coffee flavors in it were fantastic. Again, very boozy. And then I didn't know that Ernie had this, and I guess it's been sitting in the basement for a while. A barrel-aged Vietnamese uh, Speedway Stout from 2016. So this is a two-year-old aged already, you know, had been aged a couple of years, and then you add another two years on top of it. Uh, I'll tell you, it aged very well. Still boozy, smooth, really, really good. Um, And then uh, for the final uh, taster that I had, uh, and I have a bottle of this at home, Lost Abbey's Serpent's Stout. Man, I'll tell you, the Lost Abbey makes some amazing high ABV beers. Uh, so much so that I ended up getting a tattoo when I was out in San Diego. That's how good their beers are. Smooth, boozy, just a, a really banging stout. I am so glad that I have a full bottle of this at home. The taster wasn't nearly enough, but at twelve, at close to 12%, definitely something that you have you know, a couple of sips of. And that was the last one that I had in the tasters. So the warming it up a little bit for about a good you know 30 minutes to let it warm up really brings out the flavors in this one. It is very strong. If you see a bottle in the stores, I know it's out. It's been out for about, I'd say, about two months. Definitely pick it up. You will not be disappointed. And finally, as we finish off the Suds and Duds segment here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, a barnacle bottom stout uh, from Ship Bottom Brewery down in Long Beach Island. Great way to cap off the night. Smooth, roasty, just really nice uh, on nitro. Uh, just a fantastic beer. Uh, you know, it, not super strong, uh, about 7 about 8%. Uh, on the stout, but really, uh, really tasty. And uh, kudos, guys from Ship Bottom doing a great job. I got some vacation time coming next month. I might have to take a trip down uh, to Long Beach Island for the day and uh, check out Ship Bottom uh, towards the end of the week. Folks, we are out of time. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Peter Kulos. He writes for Jersey Bites. You want to check them out, jerseybites.com. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody.